Hey everyone, and welcome to another Plotty Time Minisode. This week, uh, we got episode 8 coming at you, but the Minisodes, and I was, I'm gonna take a little bit of a pause to go over the shitty Platinums that I'm gonna do, that, the Platinum Project 2020, I still don't have a name, I'm sorry, that's gonna be put on hold for this week, because I am not done talking about the last game that we just did, which was 2018's The Quiet Man. This game was so terrible that I am fascinated by how it possibly got made. So, just to give you guys a really quick recap, if you didn't listen to the last episode, you should, because it's a good one, because we shit on this game a lot. But, uh, the game is, you take place, uh, your main character is a guy named Dane, who is deaf. And throughout the entire story, right about 30 seconds, probably like five minutes into the story, the sound drops out of the game and the subtitles are non-existent. So all you hear is like dulcet tones, like, and like mumbles when people are talking, like, but you see their, their, their faces, their stupid faces, just you see the lips move and at some points they use sign language. This is never subtitled. So you're, it's honestly, I swear to God, it's like watching a shitty mob movie with no sound on. I, I know that's ridiculous, but it's completely correct. Now, Jump Slap said that he enjoyed, and I'm speaking for him a little bit here, but I'm paraphrasing. I don't think he'd be mad about it. But he said that he enjoyed the fact that he had no idea what was going on. He just basically made it up. And to a certain extent, I get that. But what I wanted to do was go through the story... Just read it off Wikipedia, talk about how none of this fucking makes sense, and then I'm going to end it with some more bitching about the movie, because it's really bad. It, guys, it's really bad. So the plot, and this is directly from Wikipedia as of July 2020. Uh, so here we go. A young boy, a young and deaf boy named Dane interrupts a quarrel between his friend Tay and a bully Isaac that results in Dane's mother Lorraine getting shot by Tay and Isaac struggling over a gun. Isaac takes credit for the killing and is arrested while Tay runs away. Dane's policeman father, Robert, blames Dane for his wife's death and becomes abusive towards him. Dane, traumatized by the events, makes up a character in his drawings named The Quiet Man who resembles a plague doctor. Now, let's take this... Okay, so apparently at some point, before we get even get into this scene, this is all told in flashbacks, it's very, it's very bad, but Isaac at some point stole the shoes off of Tay's feet, threw them over a power line, because I guess people are still fucking doing that in this crazy world, because was it like 19-fucking-81? And uh, this, this made them quarrel. Tay pulls a gun on Isaac. They fight. Dane, as a little boy... Sees, I guess Tay's his friend. It says it's his friend. We have no way of knowing if it's his friend by the, what we watched. But he like runs up and he goes, oh, hey guys. And he waves like an asshole. They, the two guys struggling over the gun, Isaac and Tay, shoot his mother. Uh, we knew Dane's policeman father was abusive towards him, but we had no idea. We did get that Dane was traumatized by the events. But... I mean, it was it was difficult watching the game the first time with no sound to even understand that 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 Robert, 
first of all, no way did they ever say or allude to his name being Robert. Uh, his pol- is a police. He was just a policeman that was consoling Dane after the death in the flashback, and then he comes back as a detective later. There's so many things wrong with how this is told, but let's just keep going real quick. Years later, Dane serves as an enforcer for Tay. So apparently, his mother dying turns him into some kind of person who would throw away any possible opportunity that was given to him and start working for the mob? I mean, his dad's a cop. Like, yeah, he might have been abusive. Maybe he kicked him out and that's all he had. But Tay, for some reason, is the leader of the mob. Why am I? Okay. He runs a nightclub and leads an American mafia-style mob. That's an interesting wording, Wikipedia. Tay expresses concern about his girlfriend, a singer named Lala. Seriously, yes, her name's Lala. She is identical to Lorraine, who is Dane's mother. Same actress. Horrible artistic choice, but we'll keep going. Who has been receiving mysterious letters addressed to her by a stalker. When Dane escorts Lala to the nightclub, her performance is interrupted by an ambush from Soul 33, a rival gang led by Isaac. The stalker who looks like Dane's quiet man drawing kidnaps Lala during the confusion. Tay's associate, B-Money, wants Dane to call Tay about the escalation of the gang war, but Dane prefers to recover Lala on his own. B-Money ignores Dane's advice and calls Tay anyway, inciting the mob boss's anger. So, there's so many things wrong with what we just read. First of all, you don't know anybody's name in this. Like, they don't tell you anybody's name. There's no subtitles. There's no, like, oh... By the way, these guys were friends forever. You had to learn everyone's name by reading the Wikipedia. That's how. That's the only reason I knew any of them going into the episode. Uh, we had no idea Lala was dating Tay. Like, she, he tried to move in her. I think he said something like, let's keep this business. Chump Slash said that. I don't even know if I saw that. Uh, the stalker letter we see for a split second, and it's gone. So, for all we knew, that was a kidnapping. I thought it was a ransom note the first time I saw it. The name Lala is terrible. That's just apropos of nothing. The Soul 33 gang is apparently led by Isaac, but when did we... We didn't even see Isaac until you go to boss fight him in this game, other than the flashback, obviously. But how are you supposed to put together that that guy, the kid in the flashback, was the gang leader Isaac? <sighs> so bad. Tay's associate, ponytail pocket square guy, as we refer to him, his name B-Money. Again, you never learn this, but I guess that's what it is. Also, Tay gets really mad because Dane doesn't check in. Like, mad enough to kill him. Which is fucking ridiculous. Let's keep going. Dane tracks Lala's trail throughout the city, leading him to Isaac's penthouse. There, Dane fights Isaac, throwing him out of a window, which is, we talked about in the episode, it's just, it looks and it's played as if he's flying out of, like, a 30-story window and he's gonna smack on the ground. But no, he, like, lands on the patio right outside of it. It was such a cop-out. So fucking lame. But, uh, Dane rescues Lala. When escaping the building, they encounter Tay, who angrily believes that Dane is the stalker for some reason. Apropos of nothing. There's no... We saw Dane in the club chase the stalker and later fighting in the alley with the stalker. Why would Tay think he's the stalker? He might think he's working with him. Sure, I'll buy that. But why would he... Oh, God, I'm getting so angry already. So, he try. Apparently, Tay believes that Dane is the stalker and he tried to trick Tay into a gang war with Isaac out of jealousy over Lala. Lala explains to Tay that she faked her own kidnapping, but Tay decides to have them both killed. Robert, remember his dad, is now a detective. He shows up out of nowhere and apparently saves them both. 
So there's some crazy jumps of logic throughout this whole thing. First of all, I can understand why Tay might not be happy about him not checking in and going after Lala on his own, but apparently they were fighting in the gang war way before this. And then also, in the very beginning of the game, Dane shows up to the same three guys from the Saul 33 gang, which, by the way, super Aryan-looking white dude beating the same three Hispanic guys over and over and over again. Not a great look. Not a great look. Bad, bad call. So... God damn it. Let's just, we'll move on. We'll get to all this. As Dane and Robert pursue Tay to his office, assumingly because he took Lala, which again, you don't know. Tay shoots Robert, cop dad, and tries to explain to Dane that the death of Lorraine was an accident. Tay is interrupted by Lala before he can shoot Dane and Tay chases her up to the roof. A wounded Robert encourages Dane to put on the quiet man mask to save Lala. I I don't know why. Why? Why? Would the mask matter? Oh, God, this is so bad. So I assume because they had been friends for so long that Dane made peace with the fact that Tay was involved with the death of his mother? I mean, he saw the whole thing. So wouldn't he have known it was an accident? He was there. So why is this still a point of contention? Or why does Tay even think this is a point of contention? They're played off as, like, bros during this whole time. This doesn't make any fucking sense at all. But anyway, so now as the quiet man, Dane confronts Tay and fights off his men. After losing a fight with Dane, Tay decides to shoot Lala, but Dane takes the bullet for her. Injured, Dane reawakens with supernatural abilities and kills Tay. Robert appears wearing the quiet man mask and reveals that he was actually the stalker and helped Lala fake her own kidnapping in order to manipulate Dane into killing Isaac and Tay to get revenge. Well, killing Isaac and Tay to get revenge for killing Lorraine. Dane and Robert fight, ending in both of them collapsing from their injuries. A post credit scene has Dane being released from prison as a result of his actions and meeting up with Robert, ready to make amends for the things that unfolded. So, we didn't get to that conclusion at all during the actual podcast. And again, I encourage you guys to listen to it, preferably on YouTube, where you can like and subscribe. Seriously, fucking get over there to YouTube. Jesus. So, this makes no sense for a lot of reasons. This is now telling us that the entire catalyst of the story, the man behind the man behind the man, was Robert. So, this means that Cop Dad Robert, detective, went to Lala, convinced her somehow to turn against Tay, who seemingly was into her, or had... I didn't think he was threatening her, but then... Okay, so he convinced Lala... To fake a kidnapping. But she was at Isaac's. So did he somehow also talk her into running to Isaac? Or talk Isaac into playing along with this? If so, why did he fight Dane? Why was Isaac even a part of this? Yeah, I could understand him killing or kidnapping, faking that whole thing for Lala. So that, uh, you know, she could get away from Tay. Which seemingly doesn't make sense. He does hit her a couple times and he's kind of a dick. So I guess that makes sense. So fine. Okay. Lala wants to get removed from Tay, but where does Isaac come into this? How does her faking the kidnap also 
get caught by Isaac, Dane fighting and killing him, and have this still make sense. And why at the end you Oh my god, this is so bad. So at the end, you put on the mask as Dane. You reawaken with supernatural ability. There is nothing at all in this story that has any indication that there are supernatural elements to it. Like, back in the day, when, when Dane's a child and he drew that picture of the Plague Doctor, Robert saw it and, and, and I guess, some fucking part of his stupid brain thought that that'd be a good look, so he just went with it. But what does that have to do with being supernatural? It's not like he pulled the mask and there was some crazy backstory of the mask and this wasn't just the fucking mask. Instead, it was Dad thinks the justice system failed... And even though it was an accident, it was a tragic event and an accidental death, but he still believes they should pay. Yeah, that's the kind of detective I want walking around the streets. One that is obsessed with revenge on children. Fuck. This game is so bad. Now, that gives you a brief, well, not a brief, supposedly that's the whole story, but it's fucking told like trash, and you can tell I'm angry about it, but... The fascinating part of this game is that that story even happened, which is terrible. That's This should have been rewritten eight to ten more times until a coherent story was formed. Then, once you have the script, the idea, what you want to, the story you want to tell, you have to deliver it to the audience in a way that actually gets the point you're trying to make across. Now, the point may just be, hey, isn't this a dumb mob movie? Which is fine. That's totally fine. You weren't shooting for the stars. You weren't doing anything original. You just want to get something out there. Fine. I'll I at least respect that. But it doesn't make sense that we can't that the whole story is pulled and pushed forward by long cutscenes, like ten minutes plus of dialogue between two characters. And we are not allowed to understand what they're saying. It does it blows my mind. That something like this would get made at all. Or even released in this fashion. This game should have been cancelled. Or at the very least. You know it would have been so much of a better game. If they just had moments where if Dane wasn't looking. So he couldn't lip read or sign. If Dane wasn't looking the sound dropped out. Like I even then I'd say it's kind of boring. Kind of makes sense. It's an interesting thing. But no they went full on. You're not allowed to understand what's happening in this terrible, convoluted, stupid fucking story. Now, I know a little bit about storytelling. I know a little bit about what makes a good story. A little bit about what makes a bad story. But one of the main things about telling your story is you have the protagonist, the the hero of the story, especially in an action or mob thing, where they go on a journey, right? So... You want to basically take this character, the main character, through the journey. Preferably by the end they learn something or changed, but they don't necessarily have to. But the journey should be, at the very least, for a video game, interesting. This journey is not. Part of that is that Dane is being manipulated and can't do anything about his thing. He's just basically punching Hispanics the whole time. Again, not a great look. Not a great look. But there's no, the, the story completely fails at his journey 
because we don't understand any of the motivation for anything. All we know is that Lala's gone, then or kidnapped by the plague doctor guy, the titular quiet man, so to speak, and Dane has to go get him. But the whole friction with Tay doesn't make any sense. Wouldn't Tay be happy he found her? Instead, he's extremely mad. And then there's also that whole scene we talked about in the podcast. I didn't mention it through here. But there's a scene where Dane just blacks out, wakes up, and he beat the shit out of everyone in the club. What is the catalyst for that? At all? It's like he... I I think they were trying... Because right before this, he received a present in the mail that had the quiet man mask, and it had Lorraine's dress she was wearing when she was kidnapped with, like, a blood where his mother was shot. It's right there, I should tell you. It had some, somebody that knew the mother, right? So obviously, it's fucking Robert. There's also, like, four characters in this story. Such bullshit. And then with... I, I guess he saw this this mask, and then blacked out and beat the shit out of people how many times was this poor deaf guy concussed that this didn't make sense that's a whole other piece which i don't even want to bother getting into because it's not worth it but what i would like to get into in is i have a couple theories about this game now also we didn't say it in the in the podcast i don't believe but in 2018 that summer june that year square showed off this game at e3 and they portrayed it as an interesting new IP and experience where the character's deaf and you experience the world through sounds rather than dialogue. Awesome. Like, th- that sounds interesting. I'd be like, oh, that sounds cool. Like, I wonder how they did it. If that's the case, why did you basically just take the, the sound out of a movie where, again, scenes are heavily motivated and moving along? Through dialogue. Why? 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 It's so bad. So anyway, my theory is, my first theory is that this was a failed television pilot or a three-quarter way finished film. Now, why do I say that? Because it is done extremely poorly, clearly low budget. The uh, Later, there was actually a a week after the game came out, they released the audio track, which is fantastic. But the acting is terrible. The story, like again, convoluted, ridiculous, very stupid. It's It was so poor, so poorly paced, so poorly constructed, such terrible characters that no one could ever sympathize with that they're just like, you know what? Let's add some, some, some character modeling. Let's add some beat-em-ups. Let's turn it into a game. Uh, when the game did come out in November of 2018, it was only $15, but it's that's way, that's it should be free. That's how you probably couldn't give away free copies. It was fucking terrible. And again, Square promoted this as a new IP at E3 five months prior to that, maybe four months. I don't know exactly when those dates were, but four or five months prior to this. Then it was dumped unceremoniously on November 1st. So. What happened? Either Square, someone sold or pitched them idea or came to them with this movie and was like, look, I shot this movie. It was an independent film. It kind of sucks, but I think we can get something. I have a good idea for the game about how deafness and blah, blah. And they're like, all right, how much do we need to give you? And they're like, I don't know, 100,000 bucks. All right, fine. Yeah, go ahead. Make the game. And they figured, you know, low risk, possible high reward of a new interesting IP, an interesting story possibly an interesting gameplay mechanic 
But no, it failed on every front. So Square basically said, oh, fuck this, and just put it out. Uh, the other possible theory I have is that the game is uh, some kind of insurance scam or money laundering situation. Uh, I have absolutely no evidence to back that up. But if you're making a film production, it'd be a pretty good way to be like, hey, we paid this actor $700,000 and they only actually got $70,000. Hmm, interesting. Now, again, no evidence whatsoever to back that up, not accusing anybody of anything, but it's so terrible and such a failure as a film, as a story, as a live action thing, as a video game, as everything, that it only, po- like, one of the only possible ex- explanations is that they were trying to make it this terrible. That's how bad it is. And if you think I'm lying, go watch any review online. I dare you. It is fucking terrible. So, those are my two main theories. Either some kind of insurance scam or money laundering situation. Or trying to reconfigure a whole different type of property in order to get it into video games. So, again, I guess in summary, I'm going to wrap this up because it's just me yelling at the game about how bad it is if they give a fuck. Um... The game is terrible. It failed in every possible way. And it's actually impressive on how much it failed. I would love to see someone take a property and sort of take the day-to-day struggles and experiences of what it's like to be a deaf person and take that situation and put it in a video game and convey to other people who have no idea what it might be like. I mean, that would be fascinating. But And that's how they pitched this game at E3, but this was so far off that mark. It doesn't make sense that the character that we play as is deaf, is understanding what everyone is saying within the story, either via lip-reading or via sign language. And again, he actually speaks... Two other people, there are conversations happening, and there are conversations that are happening that we aren't even, like, Dane isn't even there. Why would they be silent? None of it makes sense at all. Unless you think of something, another plan completely fell through, failed, and Square Enix just said, get it the fuck out the door. But either way, it's a hit on everyone's career who's involved with this. They should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, I realize that maybe that decision to release the game in the, in the situation that it's in was maybe not their choice, and the people behind it, the money people said, get it out now, which I'm sorry that happened, but it doesn't excuse any of this terrible piece of shit game. So I'm going to leave you guys at that. Next week, I'll be back. Uh, we'll be talking about another game that I just played that I'm going to have a lot of fun talking about. It was pretty ridiculous for Papa Scotch's Platinum Corner, which I don't know. I'm still, we don't have a name. Send us a name. You can send that name via email at plottytime at gmail.com or hit us up on the socials at plottytime on Instagram and Twitter. Or if you'd like, you can go to YouTube, check us out there, watch the logo, like, and subscribe. That really helps us out. So get the fuck over there because apparently no one's doing that. Uh, so for now, take care. I'll talk to you next week about a stupid game I got a platinum for, and I'll talk to you later. Peace. <laughs>